Welcome to Mindset Matters, the show where we dive into all topics surrounding mindset, its importance, how it shapes our lives, the daily actions we take, and how it creates our future possibilities. Mindset Matters brings you stories and experiences from incredible people around the globe and provides the strategies to upgrade your mindset for success. Let's start designing your life from the inside out with your host, Rachel Withers. Hi, hi, and welcome to another Mindset Matters, where we are talking about mindset and the importance that it actually plays in our lives, whether that's in our daily lives, in our business lives, and really about the importance of mindset with the possibilities of your ideas and your dreams. And really, it's about developing and designing your own life from the inside, from the inside out. So today we have an incredible show on Mindset Matters. I have an incredible guest with me. Our guest is Danny D. Brabander, and Danny is the co-founder of Team DDB, which is an organization that raises funds for local charities in the Wirral. And he raises awareness about bowel cancer, specifically among younger people. This is a personal cause for Danny as he was diagnosed with terminal stage four bowel cancer in January 2019, when he was 37 years old. His battle with bowel cancer has included a life-threatening fight with sepsis, major heart issues caused by chemotherapy and three major surgeries. Now, today, despite being told two and a half years ago that he had just months left to live, Danny's latest scans have shown no cancer visible. And, which is, uh, Danny is a cancer survivor and is also a keynote speaker who shares his remarkable story of how he has really turned his adversity into something positive and he continues to inspire others through his personal journey and his organisation that raises money and awareness for bowel cancer. So I'd like to welcome Danny to Mindset Matters. So thank you Danny, thank you, thank you for joining me today. Hi. Hi, hi. So Danny, let's start with you telling us a little bit about your life prior to 2019 when you were diagnosed. What did you do for work? What hobbies did you do? What did you What did you enjoy enjoy doing? Yeah, so just um, I was my my job is I'm a sales manager for a telecommunications company um, based in the northwest of England. Um, I was in looking after a team um, of, of sales staff and obviously looking to grow the business. Um, we do business to business sales and it's a job that I still do to this day, um, albeit a bit more watered down now in terms of my responsibilities because obviously I've, I've had so much going on really. Um, outside of that, um, I'm a big football fan, um, support Manchester United for my sins, um, which I'm able to laugh at with the accent that I have as well. Um, but yeah, and then outside of that, again, just love to travel, um, love family time, spending time with family and friends, and and yeah, that that was that was me in a nutshell. And and 
for a lot of it, you know, you just you just going about life every day and no real thought for for what could happen around the corner, really. Yeah. So tell us about your diagnosis, if if you don't if you don't mind talking about that. Yeah, fine. So I mean, I was I was diagnosed at thirty seven, as you said, with um, stage four bowel cancer. Um, I had actually been getting symptoms and having issues probably about eight months prior. Um, I was feeling very lethargic. I was getting a, an aching sensation in my stomach. I was going out running and, and doing exercise and I just didn't feel right. Um, and I went to see the doctor and they said, go for blood tests. Um, maybe it's being a man or being proud or, you know, thinking that something serious wouldn't happen to me. I ignored it um, and carried on with my life. Um, had a few trips abroad. Again, didn't feel right. And then when I got back from those trips, um, I passed blood in my stool, um, which then led me to go back to the doctors. All of a sudden, the alarm bell started to ring. And yeah, I went to the doctors, followed through on the blood test, um, had a stool sample, it come back a regular. And then that led me to have a colonoscopy in January 2019. Um, and during that colonoscopy, it was discovered that I had a growth in my bowel. And then subsequent, subsequent tests after that um, showed that the cancer had actually spread through to my liver. Um, which was a huge shock and you know my whole world fell apart at that point um, because obviously the, the prognosis and diagnosis of, of that sort of spread is, is not good at all um, but yeah and I, I always think to myself did, if I hadn't have ignored the blood tests and it's something that I'm passionate about now where, where would I have been would I have been stage two because if you're stage two you, you can be successfully treated in 90% of cases so it's something that all often plays on my mind, and it's something why I'm so it's why I'm so passionate now about telling people that um, if you know if you don't feel right, go and get checked out, and don't be embarrassed. Just just get checked out because your health health should come first. Absolutely, and I think we can just put put things to side, and and if we we should, the health our health is so so very obviously so very important can you tell me because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about your charity we're going to really talk about that how did you from the position of being diagnosed receiving getting that getting that news how did you turn turn this around so that today you've got the charity and you're doing the work that you're now doing how do you go from some news like that going through that everything that you've experienced on your journey and please tell us a little bit more about your story as well since since yeah. uh, being diagnosed and how you've come today to be doing this charity yeah so i mean as i say look, my, my world collapsed at that point when i got the diagnosis and, and things didn't get much better for the, for the subsequent months after that i had chemotherapy or my first cycle of chemotherapy and i thought great i've got a plan um, but what happened was I ended up being cardiotoxic, so the, the chemotherapy didn't agree with me, and, it, and I ended up in hospital, and I was close to having a major heart attack, um, which was just like you know what you're getting your mindset right to to ultimately take on the fight, and straight away you're hit with a hurdle, and you you know I, I was faced with um, major heart issues, so then I had to I was in hospital for about a week, I had to go go through. Um, treatment for that 
um, loads of tests around my heart. Um, and then there was concerns about whether I could have chemotherapy or not. So then you think, oh, what are the options? So they said, we'll, we'll book you in for surgery. And then a month after that, it got even worse, whereby my bowel actually blocked um, with the growth. And um, I was having a stent fitted, which basically opens up your bowel, but the stent, um, a 2% chance this would happen, but the stent actually perforated um, my bowel. Um, and I ended up contracting sepsis uh, during the operation. And um, my family were told that I was unlikely to make the evening. My major organs were shutting down. And um, yeah, and I come round from that, um, I dropped down by about five stone. I went under to under 10 stone. I had to learn to walk again. In the hospital, I was getting delusions of grandeur as I was coming off all the medication and so on. Um, so that was tough and it was just a real, from a mindset point of view, it was like, you know, you've, you've got cancer, but now you've got to face, you've had heart issues, you've got sepsis. I was worrying about what my heart was doing while I was having, while I was having sepsis and obviously recovering from that. And then, as I said, I had to learn to walk again. So it was just challenge after challenge. And then I started to build myself up and I don't know, it just, I can't, maybe it was in my head, I thought maybe I shouldn't be here after sepsis and I was lucky from that point of view and my mindset kind of changed from that point on um, and from that I was very strong-minded um, even even though I was told at one point that um, the cancer had then spread to my stomach lining that I had months left to live, in my head my mindset was always strong and right and I I just, I, I luckily was able to have some chemotherapy um, and f whilst that was all happening, I wanted to kind of have a legacy because if it, if it did go the wrong way, I wanted to leave a, a mark. So Team DDB was born with, with friends of mine and we started while I was having treatments, while I was in the hospital bed and sepsis, we started to raise money for um, the local community and give back and that started off with a charity football match then it was a, a run like a pretty muddy event in the park with, with my friends and it it's just it just snowballed from then um, and it just seemed to be when my mindset changed ultimately it felt like my journey with, with cancer changed and it's been on like an upward upward um, trajectory ever since really because the chemotherapy worked i've had surgeries they've removed cancers from my stomach uh, from my stomach lining um from my liver i've had set nearly 70 percent of my liver um resected and removed um and even though i was going through such negative things my, the positive was i always could see an end goal that you know there was a chance that i could get to to show no evident disease and the team DDB elements and the charity side was just uplifting me and it was keeping me positive and it was allowing me to give back so so yeah it's truly truly incredible Danny uh, to to have that have that strength of mindset and clearly the charity has enabled you to have the the direction and the purpose to, to keep you to keep you uh, moving moving forwards with everything. Before we go a little bit more into the charity and really talk about the ways that you have raised money and all the work that you've done, please, could you just share with the, the viewers, the listeners, really about some of the warning signs that that young people should be aware of when it when it comes to bowel cancer? Yeah, so it's, it's like tiredness, um, feeling lethargic, 
um, like a heavy sensation in, in your bowel. Um, there's, there's blood in your stool, uh, passing blood in the stool. Um, there's, there's stuff like in relation to, um, what else would it be? Um, they're, the, they're the kind of the main three. But the, the, the scary thing with bowel cancer is, is sometimes you can actually get, you can actually go undetected as well. Um, so you could just experience one of those symptoms and not all of them. Um, but you just, I just think sometimes you know in yourself when you get a feeling that something isn't right. You know, like I said before, I was out jogging and I could feel that I didn't feel right in myself. And realistically, I should have followed through and, and, and went and seen the doctor. And, and, and as I say, if you experience anything along those lines, then then definitely um, definitely go and go and see the doctor, or the GP, and, and get checked out. Yeah. So it's as you say, you you believe that if if you don't feel right in yourself, don't ignore that 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 feeling that you have that something isn't that something isn't quite right. It's actually in a way, listen to your body, listen to the messages that your body is giving you and and make sure that you go and seek medical medical advice. Yeah, most definitely. And like I say, I often wonder where I would be. I mean, my mum my had um, bowel cancer, but she caught it early and she had it removed. Albeit she went through a few complications, but she had it removed and then she had it after our further treatment. Um, you know, the, the amount of people, are, like as I say, it, it, it has no... It hasn't there's no age age on on who can actually get bowel cancer i saw a young boy over in, in america um like a boy called Jaden. he was 11 and he's just sadly passed away from having bowel cancer or colon colon cancer as it's known in america um you know there's, there's no age and i've lost a lot of friends throughout the way of, of people who've had similar prognosis and diagnosis to me and um yeah it's just so heartbreaking to see what happens and and sometimes just because you're embarrassed to go to speak to the doctor about um you know certain things like poo or, or whatever however whatever you want to call it still you need to you need to just park that for one side because your health comes first and i say it's not even just bowel cancer it's any type of illness you, you need to put your health first absolutely absolutely and thank you thank you for sharing you know sharing the insight that 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 you can offer so let's let's really talk about i think the charity let's talk about team ddb and it'd be just wonderful for you to share some some of the work that that you've done for for the local for the local charities yeah sure so we we um as i say it started with a, ch a football match and we supported the local cancer center clatterbridge cancer center with that we also supported a gym called uts gym which offers um, a lot of physical support for people who are dealing with chemotherapy and cancer. So that was that was where it kind of started. And then, so it was very cancer orientated to begin with, but it's just snowballed. So so what happens with Team DDB? We're a fund, we're basically a group of fundraisers. And yeah, it's all about the local community. So it's evolved. So we, we picked up on uh, Marcus Rashford, um, who's a footballer in England. He was, um, he wanted to obviously end child food poverty in this country. So again, we started to do stuff with our local food banks, raising money for them, and we raised nearly six thousand pounds last Christmas. So there's been there's been things like that during COVID. We ended up we were raising money for the critical care team 
at our local hospital, Arrow Park Hospital. Um, that was by doing so many thousand steps during lockdown and so on when people were exercising. Um, it was a nice one for me because they were the same team that, that helped save my life when I had sepsis. So what we did there is we raised, again, oh, nearly £7,000 for them. And each member of the team got a, a voucher um, to the value of about £50-60, I think it was at the time. So yeah, so as you can see, it started off as a cancer charity, looking at lots of local cancer charities, and it's just evolved into, into community feel. Um, most recently, we do what we call random acts of kindness. So one of the things that I noticed was when I was going through all the tough times, the things that helped me going and kept me going was spending time with family and friends, um, going and doing nice days out, going to the football, or going out for a nice meal, or a day out you know, somewhere. So we identified that if someone's going through a tough time locally to us, we would pay for them to have a day out, um, them and their family. So we've done, I think we've done over over 10 random acts of kindness now. Um, some include on Father's Day, we sent like a Father's Day hamper to Ronald McDonald House. Um, so that's for um, fathers who had just had, um, or their babies had been born early. Um, so we, we did that. We've had we've done stuff with uh, Sons Down Charity, which is that um, looking after Down syndrome children. So we've sort of arranged for them to have a summer party, and then individually, we, you know, we've had a, a guy called a, a boy called Joe. Um, again, he's got Down syndrome, but he's had, he's he's had sepsis and a lot of health issues. He's just literally gone to Alton Towers Water Park. So we're just doing stuff like that to give back, um, and where we generate the funds is, is just by it initially started as family and friends as i said but now we've got um strangers who are inspired by my story um and want to help who you know they'll do it stuff like marathons they'll bake cakes you know it could be anything we do step challenges we do raffles at christmas you know it, it, it you can do, literally do anything you want and for any local charity if you're inspired by what we're doing really absolutely well it, it, again um truly truly inspirational and you talk about we're talking about the the, you know, the random acts of kindness it's the being able to do and feel and take yourself i would imagine in a position such as yourself and and the and the uh, individuals that you that you've supported having some sense of normality brought back into the lives being able to do a day trip being able to just take them away from the circumstances that they're currently in currently in must mean so so much to themselves and and the family and i think it's truly inspirational for you to be really supporting supporting individuals in that and the charity that you do and the way that you're raising enabling people to help get the message out raise the funds through baking cakes doing a, a small run all of the things that we can all do to support the charity i think is um is so so inspirational um as well really it's um it's just it's just it's just incredible could i just ask you how do you from people in a position such as yourself that have really felt what would you say to them if they're feeling really very distressed with where they are and how 
and they're in the battle, they're in that cancer, cancer battle themselves. How can you turn that, that negative situation into a positive? What advice could you give someone that's faced, faced with that? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few kind of fundamentals that I follow and went by when I was, I mean, not, a lot of people look for like the magic solution and I don't think there is one. I think in some ways you've, you've, you've got, to, you've got to, there is an element of luck involved, of course there is, but I also think your mindset is right. So, so for me, the Team DDB element was turning my negative situation into a positive. I had kind of something, and I'm not to say that everyone should follow down that suit, but that worked for me. Um, I think the certain I've learned along the way and different people who I've met have told me, you know, snippets of inspiration themselves. If someone once told me, you know, don't worry about what might happen because 96% of what you worry about doesn't actually happen, um, which I thought was really, really good. So a lot of the time when you've got cancer, you worry about, well, what happens if this doesn't work or that? I think it's just trying to, trying to challenge your positivity to believe that it will work. And then, if it, as you saw from the start, I've had I've had to take steps back sometimes in life to go forward. I had to have heart. I had heart issues. I had to have sepsis. I had to spread to my stomach lining. I've had major surgeries, organs removed. So I've had a lot of negative. I've been to dark places, but sometimes you've got to go to those places to then move forward. And it can take it can take three months. It can take a year. It could take three years. But you've always got to believe that no matter what your your what's impacting on you. You've got to believe there's hope and you've got to believe that you, the end goal is going to be a positive one for you. Um, the key things that I, I found that I did when when I was diagnosed was I got involved in like a Facebook support group for people who had bowel cancer. And I learned a lot about my condition and what the options available to me were. I think a lot of people go into having cancer and they'll just listen to their oncologist. And it's not to say that they they are experts, but they'll have one opinion. So it's important to get many opinions, understand what's available, and really challenge the experts to say, well, actually, I've seen this. What about this? Um, and, and from my journey, that's something that I've learned that I got referred from one cancer centre to another. The original cancer centre were reluctant to refer me because they believed um, oncology was the best way forward for me where I was a believer that surgery was the best way forward for me so I challenged them and got referred to, to the other centre so to this day I don't know where I would be if I hadn't have had surgery and like you said I've, I'm at the point where I've got no Evan disease albeit it is early days it could quite easily come back it, you know, I get scanned every three months but I don't know where I would be if I hadn't have done that without it, if I hadn't have challenged it. So, so the thing I would often say, like people will come on and say, you know, should, should I try cannabis oil? Should I try supplements? Should I starve my body of sugar, etc., etc.? And I don't think there's one particular magic, magic formula. I just think positivity, your mindset has to be right. Learn what you've got, but also get out, get, get out in the fresh air and, and just have your time. Um, you know, I'm not saying I haven't been to dark places. I've I've, I've planned my own funeral. I've I've worried. I when I've been out with family, I've they've been taking photographs of me, and I've been thinking, are they taking that as a memory? They're the sort of things that go on in your head. But you've just, as I say, without hope, you've got nothing, and that's what I keep coming back to. At the end of the day, you've just got to believe that you're going to be one of the lucky ones, and and just keep moving forward and it, and you'll go through t horrendous times, you'll go through challenges you never thought you would face, 
but you've always got to believe that you're you're gonna get there. Um, and if someone writes you off, like I've been written off twice now, once with sepsis and once with my um, once from my oncologist, and and you know told I had months left to live, and you just got to. I, I just thought you know I'll prove you wrong, and that and that's something else that 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 drove me on. <laughs> A true, true strength of uh, character there. I'll prove you. I'll prove you wrong. Have you used any particular techniques to um, develop the the strength of mindset that you have? Have you have you used any, or has it evolved naturally through the the circumstances, the adversity that that you've gone through? Yeah, it, it it's just evolved. Um, like I say, I think when you face challenges, it does make it does make you stronger. I know the sayings around that, but it genuinely does make you stronger. Um, so I've, I've kind of evolved from that. But I, I, like I say, one of the key things for me was get even when I didn't feel like it, I would try and get out and walk and push myself, have my own time, have vitamin D and, and have sun and, and fresh air, and surround myself with natural envi the natural environment. And just get my mindset right and have me time and and what someone else i found was obviously with my family and friends if we, if i go down and i go down the wrong path they kind of follow with me and they'll they 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 they'll reflect me as as being negative so i found from an early stage like that was really a real struggle to see the people around me struggle so i have to be positive for them because they reflect that back to me um, so that's something else that, that that I thought was, you know, I've I've got to be in control of that, and I've got to to show them that I'm in control of the situation. Whilst you know, sometimes I'm not. I'm at the hands of of medica medication or whatever. But it, the feel of control is a very strong strong feeling to have. Um, and and I, I felt that quite, you know, after the sepsis situation. I, I, like I say, it may well have been because. I felt like maybe I should shouldn't have been here after sepsis, and when I was on, you know, extra time, if you like. But it's just strange when my mindset completely changed. And then the charity element is—it's just positivity all the time, doing good for others. It was just—it was just really, really, um, like I say, even from a from a personal point of view, it was just so uplifting. And and it, it was my negative situation was having such a positive impact on everyone around me, and that my mindset just went along with with that as well and you will i'm going to hit on the the charity again but i just want to mention you 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 bring up family and you bring up that you need the positivity there to to help support your family has the charity and the channeling of of your energy into the charity has that actually helped the impact of your diagnosis with your family as well has it helped to to really have all of you have a have a focus on 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 something positive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I suppose my family, you know, my, my partner Jane, sometimes she will look at it and she'll be like, you know, you've got to you've got to give them give them a bit more time to the family because sometimes I do get a bit like Team DDB is everything, and I'm I'm spending a lot of my time doing that. But with the events we do, I try to make it an inclusive thing of my family and friends. So. So from that point of view, you know we've we've had a lot of good memories made along the way from from the events. I've like got an event on Sunday, a charity football game, um, a Heswell for a local charity called Paul Lavelle Foundation, who do stuff with, um, who do stuff with domestic violence with men. So we it's something again, something that's just um, 
I've picked up on. It's 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 you know it's it's made my heart kind of borrow to it. So I I wanted to support them. So we're putting on this event, but like my family will be a big part of the day. They will be helping me on the day, organise you know sell t-shirts, raise the money. So so from that point of view, it's definitely had a positive impact on everyone around me. But like I say, sometimes I think that my family sometimes may just think slow down and 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 have a bit of time with us and and that but i think because my because i don't know what's going to happen in the future and as i say i'm scanned three months to three months a lot of people around me will think that i'm in a rush i'm or i'm always thinking i'm more like i'm trying to plan an event for december i have a music festival locally and it's all all to go back to the community but yeah some people would say just just slow down a touch but but when you don't know what the future holds you you it does focus your mind a lot more and it's something that I would I would go on to say in terms of previously before I was diagnosed with cancer I used to just float along a lot in life and you know months could pass by and, I, and you could look back and go what did I achieve in those months now I would always recommend someone in in their personal life and business that you don't know what's around the corner you don't know the minute so be ambitious, be positive, you know, try and if you go out and achieve what you want to achieve in life, don't don't just think it's going to come to you because often it doesn't. And then all of a sudden something can happen and it can hit you like a train. So just just please, please just, um, you know, cherish life and, and just be ambitious and, and really, really excel in, in what you do. And, and be the best at what you do as well. Be the best version of yourself. I know sometimes I'm saying a few cliches, but it's so true. Be the best version of yourself that you can be. I would I would say that to, to anyone. It, it's about living, isn't it? Living every day, making the most of every day. Living in the moment and, and most certainly being the best, the best that you can be. And we do we think we think we've got all the time in the world we feel we think that things are going to just come to us and as you say i think we've all been guilty of of floating along with no with no purpose and what really is coming through is that you the the diagnosis where, where you are has given you such such a purpose in life such a direction of of what you what what you want to achieve what you want to contribute and it's really um putting a legacy there i feel is is the purpose that uh seems to be coming through as we have this as we have this conversation really uh, really danny you seem to have such such strength of purpose and and the, the 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 wish to really deliver a legacy yeah absolutely i mean the thing for me is like my mindset changed slightly in that you know when my prognosis was so poor it was about legacy um and it it still is but right now i'm i'm kind of hopeful that i'll be i'll be driving team ddb and and that for for a long time it, it's hard because i was thinking about it last night i'm i'm still in that area of i can't think too far ahead like I, you know i can't plan a year in advance or anything like that um so that's that's a frustration because whilst i i, I agree 100 percent live in the moment live for now that, that that goes without saying sometimes it's nice also to have plans and goals of the future and that's one of the things the areas where i do struggle because you know i don't i do literally do not know what the the future holds um you know my my chances of having stage four cancer um 
the chances of me living past five years are around 13-14% um, and I'm two and a half years down the road so um, obviously and I've known people as well who've had no evident disease, no evident cancer and it's come back and it's it's come back with a vengeance so again I've got to hope that I'm not one of those people my mindset is telling me that I'm not going to be um, but you never know and that's the frustrating thing I can't look too far in the future but like I say for anybody who hasn't got that hanging over them yeah live in the moment be the best you can be but also kind of plan and have an, a, an idea of, of where you're going in life and what you what you want to achieve um, because you know it can it can change you know at the drop of a hat really I do agree with you I, I... I believe in living in the moment and when I say living in the moment, I say it as having the gratitude for for every every day that you have. But I am a firm believer in goal setting, in planning and actually having having a destination of, of where you want to of what you want to achieve and, and uh, what you want to what your purpose is, whatever your passion is, to really do yeah. that in life. Um, so I'm in complete agreement with with the goal, the goal setting uh, and the planning there, and really yeah. focusing on on the future and of what your what whatever the dream, whatever the ambition is, whatever your circumstances are in life. We all must have we must have a purpose, and we must have uh, we must have a passion. Um, yeah. So what would you say to someone that is has a terminal cancer diagnosis? What would you say to them about how to find the strength to be to be positive and and not to not to give up? What would you say to them? Yeah, I just say there's 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 so many um hope stories out there um and that's what i clung on from an early stage i was so keen to find other people that had had a similar diagnosis to me but were, were still here you know five ten years later who were showing no evidence um cancer and i think that's it and and you know right now people do look i get a lot of messages on social media because they look at me as having as one of those people with hope um, and that's why I would always say is, you know, I, to go back to it and, you know, I've, I've been to through through so much, um, three major surgeries, sepsis, heart issues, a lot of chemotherapy, but I'm, I'm still here, I'm still smiling, I'm, I'm you know, and, and you just you just can't lose hope and it, uh, no matter how bad it gets, you've just got to, because I've said it before, but without hope, you've you've got nothing. So, so I would say to them, don't give up, but but also look out there, be, be, find out, be become as much of an expert about the condition you've got as possible. But also look out there for others who've 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 gone through what you're or similar to what you're going through, and and really look at them and find find like success stories because again, if you if you believe. They help you believe that you can achieve what you want to achieve. So, so that's what I would say. Yeah, you mentioned right about finding the community. You joined Facebook group. It is that hope. It is. It is finding uh, people in in circumstances similar and and hearing the stories of hope, which really can drive you to 
to have that hope for yourself. So yeah, incredible. Tell me just a little bit more about what motivates you to really continue fighting and spreading awareness through Team DDB. Yeah, I mean, motivations are my family and friends. That's obviously, you know, I've got uh, nieces and nephews and I want to see them grow up. Um, so that, that motivates me in, in itself. Um, but then there's also um, there's also the Team DDB element. I want to keep giving back to the community. I, I want to keep doing well. I find it therapeutic. Um, and yeah, we're at we we've, we've we most recently we're or we're up to in our fundraising totals we're up to sixty thousand pound raised in a in a few years. So, you know, I wanna I wanna get to a hundred thousand pound. Um, it's it's just been it's just been an amazing uh, as bad as things have got. Some amazing things have happened. Um, sometimes I do say you know I would have preferred not to have cancer and just to be living as as uh, Danny the brand of old, but. At the same time, amazing things have happened. We've been, I've been on the one show, um, many uh, different radio stations, podcasts. We've got so much well-known support from it um, in the in the way of people like Sir Alex Ferguson, um, Stephen Graham, the actor. Um, you know, I could go on and on. Quan Mata, Gabby Logan. You know, there's there's been so many people who have. Who really kind of got on board with the story and uh, of what we're doing um, and supported it. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, as I say, it's got to a point now. I just want to grow it, and it's my, my next kind of questions are, and again, my health has to play a part in this. But it's kind of where do we go from here? Do we carry on as this nice little local thing that people are are about? What I should say is, a lot of people who who get involved with Team DB like the fact that we're quite. It's quite. It's not like a big corporate kind of charity machine, if you like. It's just a nice little local charity. People who come to the events always say they've got a nice feel to them, and I don't want to lose that. But then there's also the the question of what what are the next steps for Team DDB? Do we make it a bit more official? How can we benefit the community? Do we go even further out than than the local community? So there's all questions like that. But as I say. I, I get my scans out the way for the next month, and then I'll start start thinking about what what what's next in in terms of that. You are a true true inspiration, and I'm sure whatever decision you decide to make in terms of T Team DDB, it will be absolutely um absolutely the right one. Um, Danny, just before we we uh, really close the the show today. Please just share um, with the viewers, with the listeners, where they can really find out more about you and really keep keep up with your story and how they can support Team DDB. Oh, yeah. So um, we're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and it's at team.ddb. So it's Delta, Delta, Bravo. Um, some people get confused out there, my initials. Um, I'm on Facebook myself, Danny the Brabander, so you can you can look at that. We're on YouTube as well at Team DDB. So there's there's a number of ways. We're pretty much the strong one is pretty much our Instagram account is 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 very well followed. Um, so that that and we, that's constantly updated. And and like I say, yeah, Facebook. So come in and give us a look. If you want to get get involved, if you want to support us, you can raise money, you can donate, you can do anything really, or just come and follow the journey. There's a lot of stuff around bowel cancer awareness, positivity, uh, mindset. 
it's not just obviously just fundraising for the local community. We're we're trying to we're trying to just be a, a real positive area for people to come and visit and, and just for people to look at it and feel good and think, oh, you know what, that's that's really good. You know, I'm gonna be a bit kinder in my life or, you know, I'm gonna be more positive or I'm gonna learn and think, you know, I'll my mindset, I wanna be more ambitious, you know, whatever it is, whatever however it, it can help, then I'm sure I'm sure we will. And and if you're going through something yourself in relation to cancer or a tough time, then by all means come and reach out and I'll be happy to, to just have a conversation with you and offer you some support because I know how much that meant to me when I was in my darkest time. So yeah, just come and come and have a chat and yeah. Thank you, Danny, ever so much for, for joining me today on, on Mindset Matters. It's been an absolute honour and an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Thanks for tuning in to Mindset Matters. Be sure to visit rachelwithershq.co.uk to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Join us next time for more tips and techniques to achieve the rewards that you deserve. Bye for now.